Hello and welcome to Next Slide Please, the podcast which takes you onto a journey into management consulting. My name is Tobias Stahl. I'm a principal at Strategy Engineers, which is a global management and strategy consulting firm focused on mobility. Today, I have again invited a very nice colleague of mine. It's Andreas Mayhofner, and we want to talk about networking. Andy, welcome. Hey, Toby. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I enjoy being here uh, as just as last time. <laughs> That is perfect. And last time is actually the perfect transition because we talked about how to get knowledge online fast. That was very much an interesting topic because it is focusing on how we develop our knowledge, how we gain it, how we structure it. And we came across the work that you do inside your network in order to obtain knowledge in order to find insight and opinion. And then we said we need to come back to this question of networking because that's quite fundamental in consulting. And I think, let me give a very brief introduction and then let's share with our listeners the key insights that we have on how to do networking right. So that's going to be our episode today. And I'm happy to have you again because I know that you have some interesting thoughts and um, experiences also to share on this topic. So why about the networking? I think what we have as a absolute standard in all our projects is that we work very close to the, the heart of the company and we are engaging with high profile people inside our client companies. And that is because the strategic questions that we work on are typically located somewhere higher in the hierarchy. Not saying that it's always the CEOs that we work with, um, but it's typically those persons who actively engage in shaping the future of a company and where the company is headed. And if you join such a team as a young consultant, you of course also get exposure to these persons. And I think it's great in terms of your personal development. So you... Get to know insightful people, powerful people. You can learn from just being with them. And we talked about that in our episode on why people actually become management consultants. But the thing is, these CEOs and heads of departments, whoever that is, they are most likely not to become part of your professional network if you talk being on the project as a more junior person. Because in the end, they are like 20 to 30 years older than you on the one hand side. And you're just, so to say, one small well, element of the project from their perspective. And on the other hand side, there is managers, principals, partners in your own company who want to engage with that client with this key contact in order to secure future business and align with them on where the project is going, etc. So the, the question is, how do you develop your network? when actually some of the persons you are working with are kind of out of reach or they will never take you as a peer. And Andy, that's what I want to discuss with you and share our insights on how to develop your professional network as a young professional or just as someone who starts his professional career in consulting. Yes, uh, thank you for that introduction, Toby. Um, before going into the networking in consulting, I'd like to start with why is networking important uh, in general and mm -hmm. what are the benefits of a network? And mm -hmm. uh, as a reaction to our last uh, episode on how to get knowledge online fast, I received a funny uh, response and that was your network is your net worth. 
So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I really like this quote, uh, as in my opinion, it captures the power of one's uh, network quite well. So, networks are a worthwhile investment, uh, which is values increase steadily with continuous investment, and then after some time will yield uh, regular returns. Um, I've been on vacation the last two weeks, and during the time I uh, read an interesting article also about uh, networking. And this article stated that uh, networks play an important role in being more creative, finding new jobs, getting promoted. They mm-hmm. even state mm-hmm. uh, that this is somehow scientifically proven. Uh, I personally think that is true especially in consulting the networking is key and a crucial part for our business. Um, On the one hand side, there's the access to knowledge, the access to expert insights and opinions to recent topics. This is the key for our daily work where we can add value to the client. As we covered this topic already in the last episode or one of our last episodes, I don't want to get too detailed on this topic. Another topic is the business development. And Toby, you started the introduction to this episode with this uh, area. So the context to client and actually creating business out of uh, your network, which is a a key part of the um, tasks we do and why networking is beneficial for us as consultants. And then another topic uh, is the recruiting or career development. It's on the one hand side, the hiring of new employees, people for our business. But on the other hand side, networking can also help to uh, build and create your own career. Even if I cannot confirm the scientifically bulletproofness of that quote before, (laughs) um, most of the above things I've experienced myself. And so they seem to be true. So the knowledge factor, I... (laughs) Yeah, I have several occasions where I, I came to that when we reach out to our colleagues from the AVL uh, for some short-term alignments on getting insights. Then it's just the creativity that starts within our company. It's the short um, ways where you reach out to a colleague of you and think, uh, how would you approach that problem? It's then the brainstorming. And I think this nearly takes place uh, in every day um absolutely situations yeah yeah and then also the finding new job uh, i experienced that myself so i got somehow into contact with strategy engineers through my uh, network and i'm <laughs> quite happy that i could utilize that network uh, to to join strategy engineers to summarize uh, the benefits of the network is the more knots or options your network has, the stronger you are. So again, coming back to the introduction, I can confirm to say your network is your net worth. <laughs> Thanks for the for the overview, Andy. I think that is a perfect motivation for why you should work on your network. And of course, that leads to the the subsequent question of how do you then actually go ahead and build that network. But I want to make one comment on the sideline there. For most people that are listening to this podcast and also for us, you probably think about LinkedIn as the key professional network. 
And I think it's quite striking how during times of COVID and now the war that Russia inflicted on the Ukraine and then everything that is going on in our just the, the, the global economies right now and then supply chain issues and everything, people are using this professional network a lot more in a personal way than before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's quite interesting. The, the positions that you get to read there um, are actually not beneficial for, for several persons, I think, to potentially using that as a, a new, well, using the network to find a new job. Because in the end, um, you remember when we were applying based on university um, for any internships or whatever, people would say, yes, recruiters are looking at your Facebook profile. And then you created the perfect LinkedIn profile, which was just, well, streamlined, clean. There was no personal opinion on whatsoever, no images of you drinking or having a party. And now people are venturing into LinkedIn and forming hypotheses and claiming bold statements about what is going on in the world. And thereby, I think, showcasing perfectly why with some of them, I would absolutely not want to work. So I think that's, um, if we consider how to build a network as the next uh, step that we want to discuss, I think that's one very important remark before we go into that. These days, we are very much connected and people have the, well, somehow the, the urgency to, to communicate about everything. But still, you might want to separate the private from the more public opinions and you want to think about the stuff that you're posting online that is actually visible to other people <laughs> so um but that has been a little detour here um Andy, let's go back to this open question how to build that network that is so valuable in your daily life how do you do that so networking, from my opinion, starts with every little occasion. So there are several breeding grounds, I would call it, for networking and networks of all kinds. Uh, it starts from those informal lunches and coffee breaks with your colleagues, but also at the client side. It can go over to institutionalized groups within the company. So maybe there is a specific uh, group on autonomous driving or electrification where you gather knowledge on specific uh, topics and this is also then a network within that company but it can also go out to external industry expert circles or interdisciplinary circles of experts outside of that industry so where people come together on for example networking why is that important mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. those people then come from different industries and not only limit to as in our case the the mobility industry with being a consultant, I think that the major occasions for networking are, as said, that, that small talk uh, you have at the coffee machine with the client side. And this also can go beyond the pure assignment. Uh, another topic for, for networking is then to identify issues and pain points as you go along the actual project assignment. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. can then also reach out to your current network or reach out to new people which are not in the pure uh, scope of, of your project alignment. And as said, I think that the coffee, lunch, dinner uh, breaks <laughs> are the most known um, yeah, networking events for, for, the, for, the, for us as uh, consultants. Yeah. And well, let me ask a question. Yeah. Um, the most points that you're listing here are actually related to physical 
presence. Or at least it feels like this is a lot easier if you do that in a physical meeting. Um, what is your your take on that now that we are working largely distributed, largely online, and have all been through an extensive period of home office? Um, I think you need then to convert those occasions into uh, the virtual settings. So the, the, the occasionally meeting at the coffee machine doesn't take place anymore, but you need to actively invite uh, people for such a chat then at the coffee machine. And also the, the previously mentioned networking via LinkedIn and showing your own opinion there. I think this gained more and more importance as these uh, physical events uh, reduced in uh, frequency. So to sum it up, it doesn't matter where you network, whether it is online or the traditional physical way, which I somehow still prefer as you get in a better contact with the people and the person in front of you or also trying out new circles. The main thing is to do it. And this is then again, you need to active, be active in your network. It doesn't uh, fall into your uh, lap. However, networking is from my point of view, it's important. It's easy to implement and it starts with that every little occasion and can enrich your uh, everyday life and also your business. For the networking, I came across three or some uh, general rules I'd like to share here. Let's hear and, them. And uh, the first one is uh, give more than you take. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I think it's somehow 80% input and uh, 20% output. So you invest more in your vest, uh, network than you actually take out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This goes hand in hand uh, that you invest in your network before you actually need it. So you should already build up the network before you somehow want to take a deposit from that network if we stay into that uh, investment banking language. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, also from, from that article I read, there was a, a quote on in any network, things do not just fall into your lap. And I think this is just true. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. you always uh, need to think about what can I um, bring to that network, to that person. And this is the, the third point I, I'd like to, to finish with is do your homework. And uh, before going into your network or reach out to other people, you should think about what can I bring to the table where only I can help or contribute with. And uh, especially if you want to increase your network outside of your already existing peer group or the colleagues, I think this is the important thing to, to mention so that you know what can I bring to the, to the person I'm approaching to, I'd like to have in my network, how can he benefit from me? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, to add on that, this should follow the kiss principle and <laughs> it's keep it short and simple uh, because the, the more you go upwards into that hierarchical um, pyramid for CEOs, the, the lower the time is they have for you. And if you want to make a real impact and stay relevant into their network, you should have your facts together. Why should it be you that they reach out to? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And thanks for condensing that into these basic rules or guiding principles for the networking. Um, I think that's that's very helpful and it's a very humble position because it, in the end, if everybody does it like that, um, you would have a very pleasant exchange. And if everybody would stick to the keep it short and simple and considering what is the other person actually interested in, what can I support that person with, that would make quite a few of these exchanges more efficient and more helpful. And that again would be the the baseline for someone wanting to interact with you more often because they know, okay, if I reach out to that person and if I engage with that person, there's actually something that I can take from that discussion. And um, I wanted to, to add something on your remark in terms of deliberately asking for time in the online meeting world, because I think that is something that we can really highlight that these these online meetings that we're having, they tend to be super efficient. Like you just dial in, there's a question to be answered. And once that question is to be answered or worked on, everybody leaves the meeting. And thereby you remove all of that time that is just, just talking and aligning. And I find it actually quite helpful if some people are late to the meeting, not that I like that, but it opens up this we are sitting here and we are waiting for someone. So let's just talk. So this this opened up an opportunity. Um, but I also find I'm using my, my regular phone a lot more. So I just call people without any specific question in mind, just to align and hear what they are thinking about the progress, about where we're working. And of course, also just on what is keeping them up at night. What are they, what are they dealing with? And um, thereby you just get a lot more these interactions that you used to have in the physical world and you can recreate them when not being at the same point but you are still working on the same project and you're having the same thoughts and that's actually something that you can manipulate and something that you can create on purpose so i think that's has been a very valid point that you made there and it's important to think about that and not only less the efficiency of the home office and um, working remotely and being focused on the meeting and do not having to talk to other people. But keeping in mind that this talking to other people outside of the actual question can be very helpful. Totally agree, Toby. Uh, can can totally uh, agree to all the points you mentioned. But uh, again, as I said, it's your active active part in, in that uh, networking. So it's not you sitting there for somebody to call you, but it's you reaching yeah. out to yeah. others. Yeah. And by that, you build that network. So this is a perfect example for that active part in the investment, like those 80% investment, 20% receiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, coming back to networking in consulting or putting more focus on that, um, I think that investment part is key to our business, especially when we uh, progress into the career ladder of uh, consulting. Um, so I, th I see or I at least hope to see the long-term return of uh, investing into a network. But I also have experienced that uh, throughout my career that uh, these networking in consulting per pays off. And if I may a bit elaborate on that, uh, so especially when it comes to business or career development, it usually follows uh, a similar way. Mm -hmm. So you figure out who is your peer group or level, and this is uh, valid for within your company and also at the client side. Uh, you can also look a bit up 
the hierarchical ladder, but not straight to the top of the pyramid. <laughs> because <laughs> as you mentioned in the beginning, those CEOs somehow will only recognize you as a part of the project, but not as the key um, yeah, person to go to. However, do not hide yourself or hide your knowledge if you have something to say, because yeah. it will be yeah. also recognized by those. Uh, once you somehow figured out who are your peer groups, your peer level, um, those persons will also develop along your um, development. And this then can come to one point where he or she will be the uh, person in charge of taking a new decision and maybe then like to reach out to consultant. Hey, do I, can I have your opinion on this or that point? And then maybe remembers you as being the consultant at the previous project. But you also now developed into manager or principal partner position. Mm -hmm. Where you mm -hmm. can then be the ones um, yeah, being approached for specific uh, contents. Yeah. I think that's the single most important statement that we will make today in this episode. Those persons that you are working with, as you said, your peer group, they will develop and you will develop. And at some point in time, you will find yourself and them at quite different positions. And that will be the point when it's going to be very helpful to say, well, We've been working in the past, we know one another, and now we can work in the future together. Yes. And this is this is valid for uh, business development in consulting, but also for somehow the personal career development where you are either approached uh, after the project, um, do you want to join the client's company, which <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also it happens. happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Or it could also be the other way around that you uh, identify a valuable team member of the client side and you think, oh, that would be a good addition to our team at Strategy Engineers. And then also that uh, way could or that person could move the other way around. So not going from consulting into industry, but from industry into consulting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the vital part of uh, networking in consulting and uh, also then the value we bring uh, to the table at the client side of having that yeah, varying and broad network with dif different people in there and bringing people to the table then for specific topics. To, to conclude uh, somehow mm -hmm. the, the, that building network. So again, those three principles invest more than you take from your network. Um, start early and uh, do your homework when approaching other people. I also think that uh, the general openness and interest and also a willingness uh, to listen well to other people's are the basic principles which should be considered uh, for networking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, also along the lines of the above, uh, I think it's important to also consider of going somewhere where you do not see the, the direct return or benefit. So this is especially when it comes to networking on lower levels where you think, ah, why should I now talk to an intern at the client side? Is it, <laughs> does it add any value? Uh, talking to him, being nice to him. But I think yes, because as you said, Toby, those people will develop too and it not, does not need to be at the same company by then, but he can. He will also make his way or she will also make his or her way then. Absolutely, and yeah.
once you connected uh, with them and uh, stayed in, in contact, um, I, I think you do not lose the contact to them and uh, it will be, it will pay off afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So never just go, uh, after the most important multipliers or person, which you th see in that uh, network, but also start with the group that maybe, uh, seems at least interesting at the first glance, but I think that this is where the biggest surprises can lurk. Yeah. That's tough news for CEOs, but, um, Young consultants are actually not that interested in you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't put it this way, but I think that's, as a young consultant, it helps to understand that the CEO must not be your friend at the end of the project. If it happens, that's cool, but that is not what your successful networking activities and um, approach to networking will be measured by. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very good thought. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Actually, Do you have this, any, this any more final recommendations? Yes, because uh, you just mentioned being a friend with a CEO. This is uh, actually a, a valid point when it comes to networking. So because you need to consider and uh, always have in mind that balance between a personal and a private or pro professional network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so not everybody is interested in uh, being friends with you. And especially for us as consultants, <laughs> it's the professional part. And maybe they will also then somehow leave you at a certain stage of uh, network. So not going up into that friendship level, but keeping you on that, on that uh, privacy, private uh, level. And I think one should be uh, honest with him, with oneself and accept that position where others put you in their network. You do not need yeah. to be loved by uh, the others, but somehow uh, accepted. And uh, this also goes vice versa. You do not need to be friends or best friends with everyone in your network. So you can somehow cluster your network into different uh, areas or zones. So those can be the, the closest network, which are really then your friends mm -hmm. and the, a bit far off uh, network connections where we stay or they stay at the professional level uh, with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very valid point also, Andy, that in the end I use the, the friend as a, as an exclamation mark to, to make it even more obvious that this is not the objective. But I think in the end we came to this topic of the networking by talking about knowledge and the knowledge can be getting an answer and you can get an answer from almost anybody, as long as you have a connection to them. And at some points in time, maybe you will make friends inside your network so that you really figure out this is persons that I not only like to work with in a professional way, but I also like them personally. But that is always coming a lot later in the process. And I think that is what we also should clearly distinguish here. This network is not your network and friends on Facebook. So to make the, the <laughs> social media example again, um, in the end, you want to have a network that is answering questions that you have and a network that you can answer questions for and thereby exchanging insights and knowledge, but also, of course, developing business as needed. And 
if you happen to make friends at work, I think that's quite cool. And we can see that in strategy engineers, for example, that being a small team and spending a lot of time together eventually leads to people becoming friends and, um, for example, using the weekends for personal activities. But in the end, the key thing is that you know who to talk to in the company and who is knowledgeable in which area. And you exactly made the point how you develop that network first before you try to make people your friends. Um, because the latter is not required in order to, to develop your network. That can just be a side effect. And I think it's a nice side effect. Um, but you should be realistic about that. And it should be clear what your objective in networking is. Yeah. I think that's that's a good conclusion, a good summary of uh, the friendship and network uh, difference. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any any further point, Andy, that you would want to share with our listeners? I think so far we, we covered most of the networking, also not going too deep into how to build those networks. So nothing to add from my side. Perfect. I would say then that's the KISS principle. We kept it as short as reasonable. <laughs> And to the point, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> yeah. if someone has something very interesting to share on networking, of course, we're looking forward to getting that feedback, be that in the comments on the podcast itself or on our LinkedIn feed where we share it. We're happy to hear your best practices. If there is something that you have worked with in the past and that has worked greatly for you, we're very interested in reading that. And um, apart from that, I would say thank you. Andy, for your time and your insights on this topic. I think that was very, very helpful and also maybe promising for young people who think that they have no no exposure to the top management, etc., and who think that their work is just not that important and that they will never make a stake. I think in the end, I think we could show that, yes, you can make a difference. You have a stake in the project and you just need to figure out who to focus your efforts in when we talk about the networking. So... Thanks, Andy. It was great Thank having you. you. I'm quite positive I will have you again in one of the future episodes. But for today, <laughs> thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Bye.